Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Gird your loins. It's time to go on vacay. Hey guys, welcome back to Vacay. I'm your host, Lisa Hamilton. Now, this week's guest on Vacay is none other than my former Vodka Sofa and Lies podcast co-host, Daniel Morrison. Now, he is hes a truly sick individual and I, <laughs> I think that's why he and I are such close friends. And of course, we are former colleagues A lot of the brilliant campaigns that have come out of Comedy Central Australia and MTV Australia over the past few years are largely thanks to him. He is such a brilliant creative mind and that might all go to shit now because uh, in today's episode, he, he truly goes full tilt and tells some highly embarrassing stories from his travels in Europe including a moment where he threw up and lost his teeth and I I actually can't say any more than that because you just have to listen I I wet my pants crying as always thanks for tuning in again and supporting me jump on over to at vacay podcast on Instagram show it some love I'm a full desperado but These be the things that you need to do to run a successful podcast. All right, chat soon. Daniel, thanks so much for joining me on Vacay. We're back. We're back in the pod seat together. It's insane. I actually looked at a post that we did when we launched Vodka Sofa Lies and it's like almost two years ago now, which is wild. That was cute of us. It was cute. It was like pre pandemic, just like a cute little hobby for us. Bright eyed. Yeah. And we really gave it 15% energy, I think. Oh, 100%. Like 100%, 15% energy. The quality was there for sure and like we're great. That's not a slight on us, but we no. really did just we did the bare min. Yeah, absolutely. We just hoping for success by doing nothing. Yeah. And actually we we did okay considering I think we didn't so. do anything. Um, but yeah, so it is really lovely to be speaking to you again on a podcast. I was I was actually kind of hoping that there'd be a bit more drama between us, like a like a housewives reunion, like like a feud, a, yeah. like a drama between us, because it's like, well, we're not exactly we're not exactly doing the pod that podcast anymore. Like, spoiler alert, something might come come soon. No, I don't know. Mm. This is just like a little teaser for the for the vodka sofa lies stands out there. The mm. few hundred the, that yeah, really yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that really loved dedicated us listeners. Have, since dropped off the radar, yes. um, fickle followers. Yeah, but there's nothing but love between us, which isn't doesn't make for good TV, does it? No, but the love's there. That's what I appreciate about this. That love. That's so true, and and I'm just so happy to have you on the pod because you and I we we gel in an audio sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, like in a in a real world <laughs> sense, but so, something about our voices combining that makes sweet sweet sound 
Oh, I had to listen to our voices for hours upon end when I used to edit Vodka Sofa Lies and I couldn't hate myself more after all that. That's fair. I now understand that because you really did bear all of the um, the dirty work or the editing and now that I'm doing the editing for this podcast and having to listen to myself, I often think about sticking my head in the oven. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I tried to do it, but mine's electric, so it doesn't work. So. <laughs> Oh, wait, mine is too. Oh, God. See, we can't even kill ourselves properly. <laughs> so, Daniel, uh, speaking about you as a traveller, we've known each other for, I, I want to say, seven, yes. seven years. Absolutely. I've always yes. known you pre-pan, pre, <laughs> pre-pandemic. Pre-panny. Pre-panny as... Uh, a full-blown, I'm taking four weeks off, going on a big holiday, one holiday a year. Yes. That's obviously changed and you've you've turned into a weekender guy. Well, I can't get out of the country, so I have to have those, like, little <laughs> moments now of just, like, escaping around this moment. So, yes, I have turned that international travel into three hours outside of Sydney, basically, just for little getaways, which I need. And of course, at the same time as the pandemic hit, you fell in love. Yes, yes. I'm which all is loved the up weekender now. thing, right? You've got to go on weekenders when you're coupled up. Absolutely. Well, we had to like spend basically the quarantine together because you're allowed to have that like bubble or whatever between yeah. two people. So our vacay was literally the start of the pandemic where we were just like, you know, vacationing with each other and not even seeing our family, which was wild. Some would call it a love bubble. Okay, some would. <laughs> You're like, Not no, others. No. <laughs> Not I others. hated it. I hated every minute of it. <laughs> so I want to jump right into your good travel story, a nice little place to start. What would you say has been a, a good travel experience? Did you have a good anecdote from the road? My good one is like, it's just too, I don't know, it's, too lovely, but I'll just tell you anyway because Yuck, I think am I the gonna bad... feel sick? No, the the bad shit will come later. So there's plenty of like bad stories, but the good one was probably my last like international one, which was like end of 2019, like September October. I uh, went to Sorrento with a good friend of mine who lived in London, um, and she travelled over there. We met in Naples, which was absolute dog shit, scary place. Barely left the apartment waiting for her there. Um, and then but of we course went... the. Um... The mafia. The mafiosa. Yeah, I put on my Instagram stories, like, oh, any recommendations for Naples? And everyone's DMs were like, don't go outside. My friend got <laughs> mugged there. It's like, it's like Gran Turismo in real life. Oh, no, GTA, not Gran Turismo. Oh, people were like, like Grand Theft Order. There we go. Yeah, just don't, don't leave, Don't go basically. there. And you're like, it's already here. <laughs> no, I wanted the, like, you know, like Julia Roberts Eat, Pray, Love experience there. And I did not get that. I just Absolutely saw the not. inside of the four walls of the apartment. But then we Ended- went down to... What's an active that? volcano as well there. Yes. Oh, no, I went there. I went to um, oh, Pom- Pompeii. <laughs> Pompeii. Yeah, that, yes, yeah I had to escape the city to get there. So um, you were like, I'd rather risk um, getting... I'd rather go close by. to an active volcano <laughs> than stay in Naples. That's Absolutely. The safest, that's the safest part of Safest Naples. place I could be, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, after that we went down to Sorrento and we did the whole, like, 
got like in a little sailboat and did the Amalfi Coast and went to like Positano and all those like lovely places. And I just remember there was this moment where I was in a floaty in the water, just in like near these like cliff faces and the like captain of the boat just handed me like an April spritz and I was just like paddling around the water. No, and he was just he making just them and I was like, I will take two of those and just like paddled around the water and I was just like, This is actual heaven. And it was just like so good, but Moments later, I think we got back onto the boat and went into Positano and we're with these like three AFL players from Melbourne who were like early 20s who had a big night the night before. So as we're coming into like the picturesque like Positano view, there's one guy throwing off the... throwing up off the front of the boat and one throwing off the <laughs> throwing up off the back. So that took away from like the scenery a little bit, but the dream it was still, really. but to be honest, it was, that was like one of those moments where I went, oh, I'm a lucky man. Yeah, you, you definitely have those moments when you're in Europe and you're like, I'm, I'm, I'm not a good enough person to be experiencing this. Oh, right I don't now. deserve this. <laughs> I don't, I don't deserve this. I don't deserve this level of sereneness and and you can actually get away with holidaying there or like just a mere moment of feeling like what it would be like to be a very rich oil heiress exactly we were on like a tiny boat that we jumped off I wasn't jumping off a super yacht or anything like that (laughs) it was like what we could afford that was one of those like extra like Airbnb experiences (laughs) yeah basically but for a moment I could pretend I just dived off a yacht and that was me experiencing my life in the water you know you know plastic cup and all did you feel very um talented Mr Ripley I haven't watched that but that's the one with isn't like isn't there like horny energy in there? Matt Damon. Yeah, so it's okay. Matt Damon, Jude Law, I believe. Oh. Wait. Yeah. Jude, and Law, Jude Law is definitely in it. Well, this is like peak Pinterest. Um, you would have seen the image being shared on Pinterest Tumblr of Jude Law, Matt Damon and Goop. What's her name? Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. All in the white linens yes. in Italy. And it's just like... I don't understand. I don't think the Gen Zs have watched the film because they're like goals, and little do they know that you know there's horrific murders that take place in the film, and it's like he steals their identity. Amazing! I well, love actually, that I'm about gonna, Gen I'm going to put that. I'm going to add that to my list now. Yeah, please do. And I'm sorry that I've just given away what happened. Oh no, I know. I love that. So the bad story. What's what's your what's a bad travel experience? Well, s- same trip, but later <laughs> on in the trip. <laughs> so this is, I would say, like this is equivalent of bad and sad. So prefer like preface for this, and I think you know part of the story. But a year, about a year earlier, I was working at the office and an English gentleman popped into the office and was getting like a tour around the office. Why did you say that with an English accent? <laughs> I did not say it with an English accent. English gentleman popped into the office. <laughs> oh, shut up. Anyway, there was a guy that came into our office that I thought was like quite attractive. And What's I his was name? Like, oh, I, no, are we, are we naming and shaming people here? <laughs> no, I just, I just wanted to see if you'd do it, you little bastard. Sh- shut up. Anyway, he popped into the office. I was like, oh, he's good looking. And then I asked once he left the office, I was like, who was that? And they're like, oh, he works in our UK office. He's mm. just here for a visit. He wanted to have a look. He's 
just on holiday. And I was like, oh, okay. That was such an exciting day for us in the office because it was like skeleton office. Not many people were. Yes, oh, were, there was no one there. But for it was the like few Jan of us, 2. You're like, yeah, for the few of us that were there, we were like thrilled. Yeah. And I was like, oh, look, I don't know. I think I had that like New Year's energy where I was like, yeah, just like do things. Like who cares? Like, yeah, you know, it's a new year. I'm just going to like do things. So I managed to like track him down on Instagram, DM'd him and was like, hey. And he was like, followed me back and was like, oh, hey. And I was like, oh, I just like saw you on out. This is like the most stalkery thing. I, I like, as I'm saying it out loud, it's actually insane. And then I was like, oh, how long are you in Sydney? He's like, oh, he's like, I'm still in like Australia for another week or whatever, but I'm going up to bar and like tomorrow. Um, and then I'm coming back and then leaving basically. And I was like, oh, and I was like, do you want to get a drink tonight or something? And then he was like, yes. And so it was this very like whirlwind kind of like romance where we had lovely day, went all night drinking back home, all that stuff. It was just like one of those don't like picture perfect kind of things. Don't say back home all that. Shut stuff. up. I don't know. I don't want to. I'm not going into it. Anyway, I just want to, I want to get to where I where the bad part happens basically. But this is all lovely. We kept speaking to each other after he <laughs> left the country. And then when I was going, I was going over there to see my friends who like lived in London anyway after the whole like Sorrento trip and stuff. And I was like, oh, like it'd be good if we could like meet up for part of it. Um, and he's like, yeah, yeah, like can come stay with me. And like over this period, we we're talking about like, oh, like would you ever consider working over here? I was like, oh yeah, I've been looking to like get out of the country and everything. And like, I'd love to like, you know, work over in the UK for a bit. And so we got there, like, just before I got there, he was like, oh, let's have, like, a serious chat when you get here, as in, like, if Mm. you're actually, like, thinking about coming here and what that means, that kind of thing. And then I I was like, I was like, I'm willing to go there anyway because I was like, I just wanted to, like, get out of, like, my work and, like, do something else differently over there and I could probably get there via work anyway. So I was just like, it is an opportunity kind of thing. And then this also would work out because we haven't actually had a, you know, chance to date each other yet because it's literally like just been over like Instagram messages. So I was like, look, if this, uh, look, I'm going to risk it all basically. So I went over there, it was second day in, we went out for dinner and I think I was nervous because I knew we we're going to come to this point where we we're like going to have a conversation. I, <laughs> I basically like laid it all out and went, look, I've been looking to like, you know, move work-wise. Um, I'd like to basically like try and get a job here. I know we haven't like dated each other yet. Like obviously I'd want to like move here, do my own thing, but like we can actually get like, you know, give it a go at like dating each other once I sure. get here and stuff. But I'm willing to make that move if like you're like up for it kind of thing. And then it just turned completely 180 from where I thought it was going to go. And he was just like, oh, look, that's a big commitment. Like, I'm not asking you to do that. Like, that's, like, kind of, you know, too too much pressure to put on this whole thing. Like, I wouldn't expect you to move your life across. Like, I don't know if it's, like... Like, as in we should have a conversation when you get here. And I was just like, was this the conversation of no? Because he could have told me that before <gasps> I got here. And so I was, like, trying to process it all in the moment. And I was like, okay. And I was like... And I think I was, like, about to, like, absolutely, like, just break down on the table. No! And, I was like, and I was like, can you excuse me for a moment? And just, like, w- went into the bathrooms. And it was like, thank God, it was one of those, like, full, like, walled bathroom, like, cubicles oh, by um, itself. private poo toilet. Yeah, yeah. And I just closed the door and just, like, burst into tears. This no, is like in This is, like, in London. I was, like, the moaning myrtle of this restaurant. I was just full, haunting, like... Haunting, haunting everyone. Haunting everyone. Like, people were probably coming through going, what's going on in there? And I literally oh just, gosh. like, had to, like, 
collect myself, like walk out and like make it look like I hadn't been crying in the bathroom and just sit back down at the table and act like everything was normal. And did he suspect that you'd been, um, he didn't say, he didn't say, are you all right or anything like that? Like he just was like, oh yeah. And we kind of just like went, like went along, like nothing was wrong. And it was just, I just remember just feeling like, oh my God, why did I do this? I like made an absolute fool of myself. But did you continue on the, the dinner and then? We went for more drinks somewhere else. But do you know what happened? I think the best thing that happened from that was that after that moment, I had no cares in the world about what I was doing there. I was just like, I'm going to have fun. Obviously, yeah. this isn't going to be a thing. Let's just like go out, enjoy drinking. The next few days were actually, I realized I was like so comfortable because... I'd gotten that off and I knew this wasn't going to be a thing. So I think I was just like a lot more like fun and having a good time and didn't really give a shit and wasn't thinking about the future, which I think ended up causing what happened at the end, which is like now because I was relaxed, I was kind of like myself. Yeah. As I was leaving to go to the airport, I was like dr- being dramatic myself and was like listening to like um, Haim's like second album and just was like (laughs) on the way on the tube and then like got there and was like waiting in the airport and I got to I was like right now which is like a very dramatic track towards the end of the album and as I was sitting there I got this like long ass like whatsapp message from him being like I wish the um, conversation went a different way I would actually love you to come like come here and like see how it goes so I think it just like it completely like changed again. And I was like, holy shit. It was just like a very like emotional moment. I was just like sitting there with like dramatic music on in the airport, mm-hmm. like about to leave. And I was like, well, here we go again. But and yeah. you're like, the cameras are here, here and here. This is my oh, movie moment. I knew where they were. So I just had to let, you know, like a few tears out to like, you know, camera three yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And so. a part of you, um, were you thinking like someone else is going to fall in love with me here? Cause I look like, like a sad traveller. That would have been a great twist as well. Like yeah. someone getting on the plane going the same direction as me as well. That would have I been I always like just think when I'm at the airport, like p- people could fall in love with me just looking at me because it's just all walks of life. Oh, my God. Yeah, I am literally like that trend that's on TikTok at the moment of, you know, how like when you return to your hometown and you're the main character yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> that's me in like every airport because I travel like – by myself quite a bit to location. So I'm always on my own going, oh, I'm the main character of this film. And it's like, you know, one of those really bad indie films that made nothing at the box office, that kind yeah. of thing. And yet no one has approached me. No, which That's is fuck. wild to me. Yeah, it's As- crazy that people don't have the confidence to come up to me because I'm that alarmingly beautiful. And interesting, like and inquire so about what's going on with you. Yeah. Because I need not, to know your story. Yeah. Not only are you physically striking, but I can sense that your mind is beautiful. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> okay. Well, that's like, that's a bad story that kind of turned. Yeah. Okay-ish. Uh, also, we didn't end up together. So that's. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. Let the minute show. In any that's, respect. That's not the one. That's not the, the love that we're talking about no. that I mentioned at the start. But that's, that's a, um, that's a tough beginning to a holiday when you had in your head, like, this is going to be like the big romance travel moment. Yeah. And then and I'm going to come back and then it's all going to happen from there. And then it was not the case. Ugly. 
Ooh, okay. So ugly one, I'm gonna I'm gonna transport you back to 2008. So I was 18 at the time, so 12 years ago now. It was my first Kentucky tour. Ooh. Which, you know, where all the best people are. I think, and I need to preface this story with something that I think I've told you before and you acted shocked, so I don't know if you might just act shocked again. Like, you go, no, you've never told me this. I forget a lot of so, things, so... Yeah, so just to contextualise the story, I when I was born, I was born without a bunch of, like, secondary teeth missing. So, like, when... My baby teeth fell out. I didn't have, like, the backup. So all through high school, I was... And just just so everyone has the visual, basically, like, I had gaps in my mouth and I wore braces to create the gaps because I was eventually going to get, like, proper implant surgery and everything to make my mouth look normal, which, thank God, it is now. Beautiful smile. We'll put it up on on the um, Instagram. (laughs) Yeah. But at this point in that development stage or whatever I was at, I was wearing a plate in the top of my mouth that with the, I had two gaps between my like two front teeth and the next set of teeth. So I was wearing a plate that had like two fake teeth as an insert before I got like the proper surgery. So this is in my mouth and I, something I could eat with and stuff. So I could always look like normal when I was out, but like that's was kind of. Adolescence was, is li- horrible. Lying beneath. Oh yes. High school was not a fun time for me. Um, I'm actually crying because I just like, I'm not laughing. I'm just like, imagine like all the shit that you have to deal with as a teenager. Oh, and then oh someone literally screamed out no teeth man to me once. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was, like it was fucking horrific. Like, and I just like the comments were like insane. But look, here we are now, trauma <laughs> and all. It's so unintelligent. No teeth I know. Man. I know, but comic comic genius at the same time. Yeah, um, I do love that. But so basically that's where I was at on this Europe trip. I was with two friends that are like known for years. We've gotten to Prague and it's one of those, oh, like this is a pub crawl, but the first pub you go to is just like unlimited drinks for, the, for an hour. So everyone's just going batshit insane. Like you obviously start off with a few like, beers and stuff but then it turned into the whole like wet pussy shots all that kind of thing and so everyone's just drinking so much a few of the girls go to the bathroom just to like throw up immediately like everyone's (laughs) just absolutely destroying themselves I thought I was holding it together quite well and so we're moving on to pub two and I'm like probably not considering how I know oh yeah there was a few people that there's a few people that got knocked out from pub one but I was like oh yeah I'll make it to pub two Literally, as I'm, like, exiting the front door, I go, and just turn and, like, vomit next to, like, the front door. Like, there's, like, kind of, like, a gap in the door. So I just, like, I think I'm being discreet by vomiting in between, like, the crack of the door. Vomit there. And, like, okay, collect myself. Yeah, I'm fine. Walk another, like, 20 metres out of this, like, alley that the pub was in and then vomit behind another door <sighs> again. And so we're walking and then so we're that's walking three, to... three vomit locations at two, that point? Two, so two, two vomits. So like two, front sorry. door and then like front door of the alleyway that we're going. Sure, sure. Marking your territory. We're almost, we just make it to pub two and we're out the front in a line going in. And I kind of lick the roof of my mouth <laughs> and notice that <laughs> the plate that has my teeth on it are no longer with me. And I'm like, oh, my God. So at this point, I look like a fucking angry beaver because, like, (laughs) the teeth are gone. It's just the two front chompers and then the rest of it kind of sitting behind. And I'm like, oh, shit, no. That, like, one, it's a very expensive plate. Two, I'm not going to have teeth for the rest of the trip, basically. (laughs) 
So and I've like, gone to. You can't, you can't nibble into a bratwurst without the full. No. The full oh, but look, give me, give me a corn on a cob. I would have gone crazy. Um, <laughs> but like, but I had to go up to our like, um, what do you call it? Whatever the per- the coach, like the head person. The headmaster. Of the, 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 what do you call them? Like the lead of the trip. Like the, tour leader, tour guide. Yeah, tour guide. There we go. Yeah, like our main girl. Her name was Susan, I'm pretty sure. And I went up to her and I was like, obviously quite wasted at this point, but also <laughs> explaining to her, like also my childhood trauma as well at the same time. Like, look, I was like, uh, like open your mouth going, look, I've like lost my plane. I don't have my teeth. <laughs> like, I was like, I've lost it at the last place. I need to go back. Like, I can't, like, I was like, I can't go the rest of this trip like this. Like I need it. Blah, blah, blah. And she was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. And then she like let, I think the rest of it's go into like the rest of them, like went into the club and we went back with like a local guy back to the club, basic, like the first pub, to, in essence, search where I vomited. File to through see... the remnants of your stomach. Yeah. <sighs> so I, we got to the first I feel first quite door, unwell. Which... It's funny, but I do feel a bit sick. Oh, can, I, this is disgusting. <laughs> so this is very, like, 18-year-old, um, like, behaviour. As if and... you wouldn't have done this, like, a week ago. <laughs> I know, just they don't fall out now. So <laughs> it's just a fuss. Thank God. <laughs> and I got back to like vomit location two because that was on the entryway. Looked in, nothing there, disgusting. And then got to vomit location one and did find it in the pile of vomit. So I had to give that a little little washy in the sink. Thank God you found it. I know because I would have been like... For the rest of that trip, I probably would have, like, just taped my mouth shut, not eaten no. a thing, and then just got back on the plane and just, like, never be seen again. But, yeah, but, like, the happy part of that story is did retrieve it, have had all my surgery since and can now throw up willingly and not have that risk. Like... <laughs> Shitty. Shitty, I'm going to go with literal shit for this as well. Music I'm going to take it ears. in the literal sense. So in 2014, I went to Nepal um, with a friend from work that Lisa knows as well. And we did like a 21-day trek through Nepal. And I was told like I was worried about the whole like food situation going over there because I was like, I'm going to be like walking a lot. I can't have like my stomach fuck up during it. I'm not sure about what and, food to have. And, and yet it does. It definitely does. Mm. Um, don't have, I'll highly recommend to anyone doing a trek if you ever make it to Nepal, don't have any oily foods. Oily foods will make you actually throw up. You might see it at a random place halfway through the trek and go, oh, I haven't had that in so long. There's a reason you haven't had that in that area. It's because you're going to throw up. So don't. And I would, I've also been to Nepal, um, not to brag, but I would also avoid the dal. Um, the consistency in which it goes into your body is as it comes out. Um, yeah. Well, this plays into that a bit because all we're having was the whole dull butt experience. Mm-hmm. Is it dull butt? Is that how you say it? I don't know what you're saying. Anyway, that <laughs> curry thing that was basically with the rice and the bread every time. You basically was the staple food. Everywhere. Oh, du- I'm talking about dull, like, you know, the 
pot of like lentils or um, yes like the lentil whizzed. curry isn't it yeah but it's just on its own no would not with rice i or think am I mis- misremembering it no i think it's the same thing i think that i just always had it on a like in a plate with other things sure, which sure, was sure, sure. a bit of rice that kind of thing anyway so you doubled so down told- on the bad on the on the effects that's all that was on offer at a lot of locations that we went to and the safest thing on the menu a lot of the time as well. So, which is, speaks a lot to the menus. Um, <laughs> so I was told beforehand you should take um, charcoal tablets because that helps kind of like regulate your stomach and bowel movements during sure, that time and you'll sure. avoid. What I wasn't told about <laughs> the charcoal tablets is that what it will do to what comes out of you, which oh. is basically you look like you're shitting out a demon. So <laughs> it's just pure, like basically your everything just goes pure black. And because you're like a lot of that in those treks, there's no, it's holes in the ground and a water thing to like, flush yourself like you pick up a scoop of water and you throw it at the toilet so you're looking at it quite a lot during that trip because when you flush you have to directly look at where you're throwing the water down the hole so basically for an entire 21 days i was just confronted with black demon shit during that time and if you don't mind me asking was Mm. the consistency was it a a log or was it quite runny so I would say from the start of the trip before I introduced any type of oil into the <laughs> diet, it was solid. And then afterwards it was black vomit basically <laughs> pouring out of me, which was... Just pissing out of your bum. It was, yeah. So that's more just a um, warning tale to anyone heading into that part of the world about if you're taking charcoal tablets yes it might help a bit but if once you introduce oil the gig is up yeah I just find that my my head and my gastrointestinal um tract don't communicate when I go on trips like that and I love that from a young age my parents I'm very fortunate that they took me on these adventures and and you know got outside the comfort zone and yet I you'd think that I would be a little bit more cautious when um testing the local cuisines of these places Mm -hmm. because I, I do remember when I was in Nepal and we were trekking around and we went to the the lead Sherpa we went to his hometown and physically stayed on the property with his wife and his children in tents and it was a beautiful experience. Mm -hmm. However, um, days later, uh, and we would get full sit-down dinner, like meals. Mm -hmm. I don't know how they did this. It was quite incredible, like really great food. And then two days later after we had left the hometown, one of our packed lunches for the day. It was incredible. We pulled out these pieces of tandoori chicken mm-hmm. that had been wrapped in alfoil and and I don't know. It, I didn't. Sorry, can I? Two yes. days later, did you say? So so it had 
and we were like eating it like just just going Mm. to town on this tandoori chicken and and i said his name balaram balaram this food is so good like where did you just get this from a you know because there's so many restaurants when you go along and when i say restaurants i mean that like a a local family would cook food yes. for the trekkers and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, you go into their house. <laughs> yeah, and he said, yes, my wife cooked this for us. And I said, excuse me? Mm. Yeah, my my wife, who you met two days ago, cooked this two days ago. And I said, mm. well, what, um, and so where has it mm. been to fr- from the two days ago? Since. In, In uh, the backpack. The ski that you're carrying? No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. no. In the backpacks. So I was okay though. I mean, but just the body, the body can withstand. But I felt, I felt funny because it, it was two day old tandoori chicken that had not been refrigerated in any kind of way. Oh, I was waiting for you to say your ass absolutely exploded post tandoori. Did absolutely shit myself silly that trip. Oh, I don't, I would call someone a bold-faced liar if they told me they didn't shit themselves during a trek across Nepal. That's an absolute lie. Great. You great cannot place. go through that. Yeah, great place, but you cannot get through there unscathed. Yeah. Your asshole you... will not survive. Beautiful people. Beautiful people. Absolutely <laughs> stunning. I like to ask my guests at the end of AK, what is their golden ticket? Uh, if there was no pandemic and there were no restrictions and money wasn't a problem, where Ooh. would you go tomorrow? Oh, wow. I feel like you should have told me this before. It's now like <laughs> no, but it's, it's meant to put you on the spot. spot. It's meant to be like gun to your head. What, where would you go tomorrow? If there, like there was no restrictions, nothing. I still want to do something in, like insane, like go to um, – like Antarctica, because I know that's like ridiculously expensive to like do stuff there mm-hmm. and like get there and everything. But I would just like love to go there and do some kind of like walk across the ice kind of thing and like hit the South Pole or something or whatever you're allowed well, to you do. Well, you better there. get in quick. <laughs> because, what do you mean? Well, because... Oh, it's melting? <laughs> yeah, it won't be there in about five to ten, so... It might be easier to reach it then if you're starting from a closer point. So maybe if I wait a few years, it'll well, be like a might smaller might all just become walk. Antarctica. We just don't know. Yeah, true. But yeah, no, I just feel like... I feel like I can probably easily reach all the other continents before I die, but I feel like Antarctica is a hard one. So if you're saying there's no price tag, I'll go there. Mm, I love that, you frosty little bitch. I know. I don't know how I'd go with that. I haven't been in snow too many times in my life, so... That would probably be a test. All right. That's a good one. I like that. Okay, Daniel, I thank you so much for, for jumping on vacay. It has been so nice to talk to you again and like, you know. This it's is been a... so nice to be back with you. This just feels like home. Yeah, it, it definitely feels like we have to get our asses into gear on our other pod. Project. Do a little something, something. Yeah. Yes. Um, before we go, yes. I'm going to put you on the spot. What do you oh, want to again, shout out? Yeah, Christ. what do you want to shout out? Where do you want to blow up your socials? Do you want people to come find you? Are there any projects that you'd like um, people to watch um, for you? Anything? This is your time. Um, my 
a project I like to shout out, which is was released mid last year though, is called Sis, which is on ComedyCentral.com.au. Worked with a lot of talented creators on that who are based in New Zealand. It's got a real fun vibe. It talks to a lot of issues happening now. I think it's just like a really great piece of art, and we're doing season one of that this year, which will be out at the end of the year, which is really exciting. So check out the special that we did last year. Um, and outside of that, I am at Dan Tom Morrison on Instagram and Twitter. But my Twitter's just me talking about housewives in general, like horny vibes. So it's not, if that's your thing, then follow. It could be. It's my definitely my thing. Yeah. I like, I like it. Um, yeah, I mean, I said this in my intro for you. <laughs> So many of the amazing projects that have come out of Comedy Central and MTV over the past few years, Daniel has had a, a big part to play in those. So he's, he's oh, pretty, pretty brilliant, I think. Thank you so much for joining me. And oh, yeah, no, thank you. It's if you'd like pleasure. to come back again, I'll have you. Oh, absolutely. There's um, plenty. If you just want the trash things, I probably have less on the good side, but the uh, the bad, the shitty and the ugly are. It didn't feel right, the good, the good stuff. Like feeling. I felt weird saying that at the beginning because I was like, this yeah. is giving people a false sense of like the good, of, as in like and, they think it might always be around, but that, those are fleeting moments. And a false sense of what you're about, like hearing you talk about nice things that have happened to you didn't sit right with my soul. No. No, no. So please, Maybe next time I'll lead with the shit and then end with a good thing. Always lead with the shit, I say. Always lead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not the black shit, but... No, no, no. Definitely not the charcoal shit. Okay, thank no. you and goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.